This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Today on the On Enquirer podcast, it's that time of year to start talking brackets. And no, Illinois is not in the mix for a one or two or a three seed at this point. Sitting at 18 and 9, 9 and 7 in the Big Ten with four regular season games left to go, the Big Ten tournament left to go. But Illinois firmly in the field of 68 as we speak today. Avoid a bad loss against Minnesota on Monday night. That certainly helps. And four more opportunities to add to their uh, resume during the regular season. Of course, the Big Ten tournament as well. So we went to our guy, the Champagne native, the Illinois grad, now the Muhammad native, Brad Evans. Valley Sports, Bracketologist. We've been talking to him for a long time, whether it's been at Yahoo, wherever he's been. And his bracket big board is one of the best among all bracketologists. Joe Lenardi, Jerry Palm, all these guys that you know of. I go to Brad Evans uh, because he is one of the most accurate in the business. And it's all really, really good stuff. And I learn something new every time I talk to Brad Evans, especially about basketball across the country but he does give a really good perspective of illinois and he breaks down what illinois best and worst case scenario for seating could be what he thinks of illinois entering the tournament who illinois might want to avoid playing and who they might want to play uh so brad breaks all of that down also gives some thoughts nationally about who he likes going into the tournament what he thinks of the big 10 as well so sit back it's almost march and that means we need to talk to Brad Evans about his bracket big board. That's coming up next on the Line Enquirer podcast. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
right, here with Brad Evans from Bally Sports, our go-to bracketologist. You hear from a lot of bracketologists out there. Brad Evans is as good as it gets. So, Brad, let's talk a little bit about this Illinois basketball team. It's it's nothing but interesting this season. Uh, it, we figured it would be that way with so many new pieces. Uh, but I want to start with last night's win over Minnesota because it was significant in that Illinois avoided a bad loss. And they've avoided bad losses all year, uh, but also brought them down in the net. Um, so I always find that interesting that that a win like that can can bring you down in the net. Yeah, I mean it's uh, because Minnesota's the dregs of the cake. Uh, I mean, and it's not a good beer either. Uh, I can tell you that much. It's you know like natural light or something like that. That kind of cake that you would uh, you know buy off of a campus liquor store for like forty dollars back in the day. But inflation exists. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't uh, for Minnesota as that team is pretty bad. Uh, I'm a little bit bitter, quite honestly. I thought Illinois would cover last night. Uh, the 14 and a half, but battle kept making trays, and I'm like, stop it! Stop doing that! And as a result, Minnesota backdoors away into that game, but uh, I, I think the most positive outcome was the fact that uh, R.J. Melendez showed up. Uh, I mean, he's been largely lousy, uh, you know, really why sugarcoat it, put it anyway uh, else uh, for much of the season, and especially that last game against Indiana, so many bunnies and chip shots uh, that he missed, and then he gets a double-double for the first time in his career, a, a tremendous stride, and and I credit uh, Underwood uh, for still starting him and, and putting faith behind him to give him one more shot and say, hey, this is a get-right spot for you against you know, the worst team in the Big Ten, and he delivered. So I thought that was a a real positive development in that game. But, yeah, I mean, nobody really knows what goes into the net. I I don't know what the ingredients are. I don't know exactly what the recipe is. Illinois dropped a little bit, but they didn't singly uh, budge at all on my bracket big board. I still have them as a seven seed overall right now. So, Brad, finish this sentence. The state of Illinois' NCAA tournament resume is blank. The state of Illinois' NCAA tournament resume is Northwestern and everybody else. Uh, <laughs> if you want to encompass all in the state of Illinois, I think that makes a ton of sense. I would say Illinois' resume in general, if we want to keep it to the orange and blue, uh, is mediocre. Uh, is the best way I think uh, that I would describe it. Uh, this is a team that, you know, you got the three quarter one wins and it's been fluctuating uh, based on where Wisconsin lies in the net. And right now they're outside the top 75. So that uh, doesn't count as a quarter one win uh, from earlier this season. Uh, but, you know, they have a real shot here in short order against Iowa. And we all need to be rooting for the Badgers here in Shampoo Urbana. Uh, if you believe that Illinois is going to move up in uh, my bracket big board projection or really the ba- bracket matrix, uh, matrix's uh, aggregation overall. So uh, hopefully Wisconsin will get the job done there, get back in the net top 75, and Illinois can acquire that additional Q1 win. But you got no bad losses. Uh, the strength of schedule is not an eyesore by any stretch of the imagination. Number 36 overall and number 108 in the non-conference. Uh, and that's a stride compared to a lot of teams out there. Five and seven, ho-hum in road neutral games. Uh, and again, no quarter three or quarter four L's. I, what I would tell Illini Nation is this. Don't be fixated on the net. The net itself as an isolated number 
is like the old RPI. Yeah. And what the selection committees have always said is it's a sorting tool. You know, when, when they're scrubbing and betting and setting the field and those team cards are sliding across their fancy computer screens and they have all the intimate details there and all these ADs uh, have no idea, you know, what uh, certain conferences are in the country right now or really what teams are. They see that team for the first time and like, oh, I don't care about the strengths or weaknesses uh, by the eye test. I care about the numerics. And they're going to see Illinois again slide across that screen. They're going to say, okay, they're not wowing me. This is definitely a tournament team, just not one that's going to be placed on a high seed line. So, again, don't worry about the net by itself. Uh, let's continue to get some quadrant one victories. Got a couple more opportunities left. Have a decent showing in the Big Ten tournament. And I think ceiling for the Illini is probably a five. Uh, if the right dominoes fall out ahead of them, maybe, maybe they could be the last number four seed in a best-case scenario. What about worst-case, Brad? Uh, worst-case scenario, uh, so looking at the remaining schedule, Northwestern, uh, it's going to be an absolute battle uh, here at the State Farm Center at Ohio State. God, if you lose Ohio State, <laughs> just can we, can we – Yeah, just shut it down. It, it, it's as bad as Clemson losing to Louisville the yeah. other night. I'm dead serious. It's on that plane – uh, you know, I guess the team's in red. I guess it's also a bad time for Wisconsin when you think about it. But, uh, yeah, it's it's no bueno if that were to happen. Uh, you lose to Michigan. You lose at Purdue, which I think is a foregone conclusion. So you go over there and you get bounced early in a tournament. Uh, Illinois probably goes to a number 10 seed, honestly. Uh, but you want to be on that 7-10 line because, Jeremy, we have seen two seeds exit the tournament. I think uh, 14 of the last, like, 16 or 17 dances – at least one number two seed has exited before uh, the second weekend commences. So whether it's in the first round, which is rare, uh, or if it's in uh, the next round, the round of 32, you know, sevens and tens have had a lot of success uh, traditionally against some of these number two seeds. How much are those two non-conference wins against UCLA and Texas? Like, how much does that matter for Illinois right now? Uh, it's monumental. It's yeah. massive. It is uh, rather significant, and I may be underselling it, quite honestly, because you're in neutral court environments, and you're beating a couple of teams right now that I have on the two line. I think UCLA is a viable national title contender. Uh, they have all the goods. I felt that since the very beginning, and I know the Pac-12 is nothing really to write home about, but that is a fantastic basketball team uh and mick cronin oh woe is me with him all the time everybody's out to get the pac 12 everybody's out to get ucla right now because they're going to the big 10 shut up mick and just focus on coaching basketball uh meanwhile uh if you look at texas uh, right now i have them number five overall so the highest number two seed you know they got nine quarter one wins and one of those of course did not come against the university of illinois those are going to weigh enormously in the selection committee room because it's all about full body of work. I know a lot of people are sick of hearing it, but that's what the community always preaches. Full body work. It's not, what have you done for me lately? You know, cue the Janet, Janet Jackson job, in the yeah. background and work those shoulders. Uh, you got to focus on the entirety of what you have done up to that moment on the season. All about who you played and who you beat. And those are two boxes, giant ones, that Illinois has checked. I'm so locked in on Big Ten basketball, which may be not a great thing, Brad, for, for my basketball 
perspective. Um, so what, yeah. what do you yeah. think of this Illinois team? You watch so much basketball. Like, what do you think of this team as you watch the rest of the country? Like, how's it stack up? Well, I tell you what, if we can turn back the clock and get that team that beat Texas, that beat UCLA, when Illinois brings its ultimate A game, and we've seen it here and there and like halves of play uh, throughout the entire Big Ten season, uh, they can beat anybody in the country. Uh, they can beat Alabama. I think they can beat Kansas. They can beat a Houston team uh, that is so reliant on turnovers. Uh, you know, it, it has to be a perfect style of play for Illinois really to fit into that. Uh, and they got to really execute on both ends, especially from outside, which has been wildly erratic this season. But when Illinois is on, they can beat anyone in the country. Uh, so, you know, I'm not saying that with uh, any ounce of orange and blue pumping through my veins right now. Oh, maybe slightly. But still, uh, I think Illinois, and you'll ask any pundit that's out there, any expert in the business, they'll tell you the same thing. Went on. Uh, they can hang and uh, upend any team nationally. Uh, I'm going to stick to that, and I think a lot of people are backing me on that too. Do you like anybody in the Big Ten in March? Uh, uh, no, I really don't, uh, to be honest. With you. I mean, Illinois, to a certain extent, you know, if, if you could say, hey, Brad, I'm going to give you uh, Illinois' three best games of the season, could they make it out of their region? Could they make it into the second week and maybe make it to an Elite Eight or knock at the door of a Final Four? I think that is entirely on the table uh, for this team. But I, I look at the rest of the league. The one team that honestly really intrigues me, and I, I cannot believe I'm saying this, uh, I mean, it's almost like a pipe dream what is going on right now in Evanston. Mm -hmm. But that Northwestern team is doing stunning things. I mean, we've seen it repeatedly here over the last month. Uh, they really beat you up defensively. Uh, they score at will at times inside. They can splash threes, and they got excellent guard play, of course, spearheaded by Boo Booey. I wouldn't sleep on the Wildcats. I, you know, I, I know they've never won an NCAA tournament game, but maybe this is the year. This is the year. Yes, I'm a Cubs fan. Uh, that they could potentially win not only one game, they could win three games or two would make it to the second weekend. So that's a team I wouldn't sleep on. Uh, and I know people are like, well, what about the, the headline? You're burying the lead here in Purdue. Yeah. I watched Purdue, I, I don't know, maybe 15 times so far this season and scouted them. I look at all the advanced analytics and numerics out there, whether it's Torvik, whether it's Kempom, whether it's Haslam metrics. I geek out on this stuff. And I can tell you from what I've seen with Purdue is it's a very simple formula to beat him. You double-team the living hell out of Zach Eady, And even when you do that, he's still going to get 25 and 15. You just can't let the perimeter players beat you from outside, whether it's Gillis uh, whether it's Lawyer, whether it's Newman, any of those guys, if they're draining, even I would say 35% roughly of the three-point attempts, uh, you're going to lose. But chances are that's not going to happen. And it's certainly not going to happen over a six-game stretch for the Boilermakers. I don't think uh, they make it to even the second weekend mm -hmm. of the in-state tournament. However, uh, giant asterisks, I got to see the draw first. That's right. And I think Illinois fans have learned that draw matters. Uh, that's why, for me, with this yeah. Illinois team, Brad, I'm just kind of like, give me to March 12th, tell me who they're playing, and then I'll give my big uh, take on this. And they're probably due at some point for a little bracket help because uh, they haven't gotten that the last two years. 
No, they certainly haven't. And yeah, that Loyola Chicago draw, I remember uh, a couple of years ago was just like, really? <laughs> I, I mean, I was watching uh, the selection sh- uh, Sunday show and and I said in, in the back of my mind, you know, for me, it's like the greatest day ever because uh, it is a great homework check. Yeah. You know, you, you just turned in your test. The teacher's got the red pen and you're seeing it live and in real time. And you're just like, ooh, ooh, I hope I get an A. Uh, so, you know, that emotion just washes over my body. But at the same time, I am a diehard Illinois fan. And I always try to bury my uh, objectivity as much as I can in that bias. Uh, but in that moment, I don't care. I don't give a crap. Like, I want Illinois to have the best draw possible. And as a one seed, I just said to myself, I don't want to see Loyola Chicago. Don't, you know, don't give us Loyola Chicago, please, in an 8-9 matchup. And what happened? Exactly. And I'm like, oh, we're screwed. And what happened? We were screwed. Yeah. And Houston might have been worse as a five seed. Oh, yeah. Houston's, <laughs> uh, Houston's bad for everybody because they're yeah. the way I describe the Cougars, uh, and I, I understand, you know, the history there with Kelvin Sampson, all the uh, phone calls and all that nonsense back in the day. Seems trivial matter now. In this- yeah. It, it doesn't matter anymore in the state of NIL. It's it's so ridiculous. But, you know, Illinois fans, we're all going to be like, oh, you're cheated. Throw the book at him. Get him out of here. Yeah, we're all going to say that. Uh, but Samson has had a remarkable rebirth in Houston. And the best way to describe that team, they are a relentless zombie horde. And they're not like uh, the slow zombies from The Walking Dead. They're like the last of us creatures. And th- they just get after you, man in the half court, in the full court, and they don't stop. They don't quit. It's ridiculous how difficult a matchup Houston is uh, just on their style of play and how they are constantly on the attack. Uh, they they love to eat flesh. I can tell you that right now, <laughs> and they're going to do so in the NCAA tournament. Uh, love it, as always. Uh, Brad Evans, Valley Sports here, breaking down his, his bracket big board. Um, so what what is the issue with the Big Ten? Is it is it talent here? Is it is it length, athleticism? What is it, Brad? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a mixture of all those, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, you could say the same thing. What's wrong with the ACC? Yeah. Why are they so down? I mean, it, it's cyclical in nature oftentimes and, and how, you know, conferences underperform and overperform. Now, it's been since 2000, since we crowned a national champion out of the Big Ten, uh, which seems almost unfathomable. Uh, but, you know, I, there was a lot of factors that go into it. I, I really can't put my my finger on it. Uh, I, I could tell you that, you know, playing in a rough and tumble league, uh, you bludgeon each other. Uh, it's cannibalization at its finest uh, during the regular season, and guys are just tired. They're just exhausted mm-hmm. in the NCAA tournament. And then you see a different style of play often compared to Big Ten teams in the NCAA tournament with other matchups. And that's a bit of a shock uh, to some of these squads who had been grinding, uh, who had been, um, you know, scheming for a Big Ten opponent that plays a certain way, which is primarily in the half-court setting. And, of course, the NCAA tournament, you're going to get variety. And uh, for the league, unfortunately, not the spice of life. So, Brad, um, if Illinois is going to be a 6 through an 11, probably, here, if we're doing these big parameters. Um, so what teams would you want to avoid? If you're an Illinois fan on Selection Sunday, is there a certain matchup you'd like to avoid, whether it's first or second round? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, completely. So you look at the 7-10 matchup, and right now I have uh, projected for Illinois uh, as their opening round opponent, the Pittsburgh Panthers. And I would uh, love that matchup as an Illini fan. Uh, I know Pitt's got pretty strong guard play, uh, but they have been rather erratic defensively. And again, coming from the whole hum ACC, I would think the rigors of the Big Ten would prepare Illinois very well in that first round and really all the number 10 seeds outside of, of, I think West Virginia, who got a key victory last night against Oklahoma state. And I just elevated it up from 11 to a 10. Uh, I would love to see Nevada uh, out of the mountain West and Florida Atlantic. Uh, one of those mid major upstarts at a conference USA. I think Illinois would have no trouble against Nevada, Pittsburgh, or Florida Atlantic if uh, the NCAA tournament started today, and that was one of their matches. West Virginia and that style of play uh, just doesn't really uh, benefit Illinois in any way, shape, or form because they pressure you constantly, and the turnovers could mount. And if the turnovers start to pile up against WVU, they feast in transition off of that. They're generally a lousing shooting team. That's why West Virginia has to play a certain style. Uh, and that's why, you know, Huggy Pear uh, has implemented that. And they've had a, a tremendous amount of success at times uh, in transition because of the turnovers and easy buckets they have gotten out of it. So, you know, those are some matchups there that uh, I would definitely, you know, love to see outside of West Virginia for Illinois. And then you think about, okay, let's say uh, they're a number two seed that's out there that Illinois could have some success against. Well, Texas obviously is one of them because mm-hmm. they already beat them. Um, they could do that second time around. UCLA, oh, oh what a quinky dink. Another team they played. It could potentially beat, although I think it'd be very difficult the second time around. And I also honestly like either of the matchups. If Illinois were to win their first round game against Baylor or Arizona. Hmm. Uh, you know, Arizona team that's starting to defend a little bit better, but they have been inconsistent in that capacity for much of the season. Uh, Tubalus would be a, a major handful inside uh, but hopefully Dane Danger could really stand his ground and, and defend him. And the guard play for Arizona has been good at facilitation, but shooting the three, uh, not so much. Uh, they're netting right around 30% of their shots in Pac-12 action. And they look at the Baylor Bears. Baylor is wet offensively. Yeah. They are dripping. They are drenched. No question about that with Flagler. And, and you got Sean Wachachua back now. Uh, they can really fill up the cup, but, man, they're bad defensively. In road neutral games this season, Jeremy, they are 338 in effective field goal percentage defense in all of college basketball. So if you could somewhat neutralize Baylor on the defensive end, uh, they're just going to roll out the red carpet for you on their defensive end, and that's a great matchup for Illinois. So again, Illini fans... Uh, people blast me on social media constantly. Why do you have Illinois as a seven seed, you moron? Uh, look at their resume. They should be like a six. They should be a five. No, we want a seven seed. And if we start losing, we want a ten seed because the odds of Illinois tasting sweetness this season amplify when facing a two and not a one. All right, Brad. Love it. Who's that voice, by the way? Who's that based on? The, the Joe Schmo no fan. Idea. I love uh, it. <laughs> Yeah, the, the little demon in my head, I think, Warner. I have no clue oh. where that came from. <laughs> Who do you like, Brad? I, I mean, college basketball, maybe we say this all the time, it does feel like there's more parity. Like, there's not as many yeah. dominant teams. Uh, I don't think we're just making that up when we say that. So who do you like this year? 
my dark horse right now, and at BetMGM, uh, wager now. We were in the great state of Illinois. You could totally do that. Uh, Creighton at 30 mm. to 1 to win the whole shebang. Uh, that is a team, uh, their most glaring weakness, bar none, is depth. Uh, but their starting five is tremendous. And you got a seven footer, Ryan Kalkbrenner, uh, who is a matchup problem for just about anybody that's out there. They got outstanding guard play in Nimhard and Alexander. Baylor Shireman is an arc assassin, former fight jackrabbit of uh, South Dakota State. Uh, he's been unbelievable this season. And I know I had that six game skid about mid year, and it, hell, they even lost in Nebraska. But who isn't losing Nebraska right now? That's right. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy. That's why they're kind of a dark horse in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, but you look at Creighton. Uh, they did not have Ryan Kalkbrenner for a stretch because he was out with Mono. Uh, they had a great showing in Maui, and they seem to have gotten their legs back. Uh, we'll see what they do against Marquette, a game that's uh, being played tonight in the Big East. Uh, but a team that, whether or not they take the outright title in the Big East, it doesn't matter to me. They're top 20 in the country in offensive and defense efficiency. One of five teams uh, to rank in the top 20 in both those categories. And as we've seen historically, that is usually a telltale sign of a team having a tremendous amount of success in the NCAA tournament. So Creighton, 30-1 to as my dark horse pick. All right, Brad, before I let you go, uh, we got to give some people advice when they're filling out their brackets. So how do you go about finding your Cinderella? It's the surprise team in the Sweet 16. How do you go about doing that? Yeah, honestly, Werner, uh, I focus on one thing on KenPomp.com or, you, you know, if you don't want to pay the 20 bucks annually, you can go to BartTorvik.com and get the same information there. It's all about offensive efficiency and effective field goal percentage offense. A lot of these mid-major schools uh, excel in, in in the offensive categories or they excel in the defensive categories. Defense, yeah, you're always going to remain in the game. But offensively, I think in a, in a single elimination format, uh, you could spring an upset if you're playing your best ball. So, you know, a team like Colgate or if Cornell out of the Ivy League were to make it, man, they can score at will. They don't guard you at all. Yeah. Uh, but they could go out and hang 75 on a on a meek uh, mid-seeded team on you know four five six line and spring the upset or, or maybe a little bit higher on the threes or potentially the twos. So I would zero in again on adjusted offensive efficiency, effective field goal percentage offense as a key categories when filling out your bracket. Just don't take that team. They do spring the upset and, right. into another round onto another line. Yeah, so uh, and and St. Peter's, you can't pick that team because that's impossible to do. Well, I I was on St. Peter's last year in the betting market. Uh, Yeah, I was. I wrote about it in a column on Valley Sports as a dark horse to win like one game, maybe as a 15. And it was the opposite was true with them because they defended their tails off. They were so good in the half court setting, and it was all about the right draw. They ended up getting the right draw, uh, and they matched up really well in the opening round and you know the rest is history so uh that's kind of the rare occurrence where defense was the name of the game that springboarded them to the you know next round or two uh not the offense but generally speaking offense uh is a a major sign of a team at the mid-major level having success in the NCAA tournament at least for our round see that's why we talk with brad evans not only because he's an illinois guy champagne urbana kind of guy uh we, we get him because he's really good muhammad at the- i'm in here muhammad, muhammad illinois muhammad.
kind of guy. Uh, Brad Evans, what do you got coming up? Uh, how can people find you? Where can they read your stuff? Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, I'm a busy man this time of year, and I love every single second of it. But Hawaii is calling my name here in short order, uh, Werner, especially the Mai Tais at the Royal Hawaiian on Waikiki Beach. If you've never had those at Oahu, do yourself a favor. They invented the drink. It is heavenly, especially after watching the Bears lose a few years ago in the playoffs on a double doink. True story. Mm. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. Uh, always uh, open, always committing all kinds of tweets, uh, maybe crimes as well on that platform. Uh, you can find me as well at Valley Sports, the bracket big board. I'm updating multiple times every single day now through Selection Sunday. And yes, I'm the most accurate macro site bracketologist in the business. Far better than Joe Lenardi. Far better than Jerry Palm. It's not even remotely close. DeCourcy as well. They all can suck it, although they're nice guys. <laughs> did you just do the DX? Them. Did you just do the DX? I love it. Uh, yeah, I did exactly that. Uh, and then live on the line, my sports betting show, another area. I'm not an expert finding search of the imagination. I'm just a dude who loves to bet. I do all the legwork and the research. My colleagues, uh, Danny Kleppinger, Cameron Smith, who played at uh, Southern Illinois University back in the day on that Sweet 16 team. Yeah. Yes, and he hates Kansas as much as we do because he lost to that squad in the tournament that year. Uh, we uh, we do that every single day, practically, uh, except for Saturdays, the only day off across the Valley Sports RSNs and on Stadium. You can stream the show for free at watchstadium.com slash live. Watchstadium.com slash live. Uh, may make some appearances here with Jeff Goodman and Doug Gottlieb, old friends of mine as well. So I just chances are you're going to get sick of hearing me and seeing me. I'm everywhere this time of year. Uh, one of the busiest guys in sports media. Thanks for making time for us, Brad Evans. We appreciate it. Hey, uh, thank you for helping us bald guys That's out. Right. I'm going to get there sooner or later. Great stuff as always from Brad Evans. Again, check him out on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. Updates his bracket big board at Bally Sports every night. You can see him at Stadium, and he's everywhere, man. Uh, but definitely interact with him at, at Noisy Huevos. He's definitely a fun Twitter follow. All right, that'll do it for us on the Illini Enquirer podcast this time. Of course, we'll be back later in the week as Illinois takes on Northwestern. Uh, I'm going to, at some point in the next two weeks, get Trevor Valise from Field of 68. Our guy's doing big things. You see the video Jeff Goodman put out from Purdue with him and Douster. Uh, our guy Trevor Valise did that. He's a star. Uh, also, Isaac Trotter, bring him on. He is doing great work uh, just from a national perspective in college basketball. So to see those two who worked at Illini Enquirer um, just do great big things and to see their careers just just blossom and skyrocket has been awesome uh, to watch. So we're going to bring them back on, though, and, and talk about the Big Ten. Uh, so going into the last week as we kind of figure out where everyone's going to be in the standings in the Big Ten tournament uh, and, of course, going to the NCAA tournament, I'll get those guys back on within the next two weeks. Maybe I should do it before uh, the Big Ten tournament, but it might be fun in the last week of the regular season as well. So I'll figure that out. I'm talking it out right here with you guys. So I'll figure that out here in the next week or so. But appreciate listening to the Illini Choir podcast. Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to us. Like us. We appreciate that. We always do our live post-game podcast. Join us for some of those. It's always a lot of fun, and you can interact with us during that. And, of course, give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, give us a rating and review if you can. Every five-star rating really, really helps us. So we appreciate your support in doing that. And, of course, appreciate all the support of our VIP members. And if you aren't a VIP member, 
it's always a great time to sign up now. $1 for your first month of VIP access. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. And we'll talk to you next time right here on the Online Choir Podcast. Bye, everybody.